Welcome to Leadership, the Future, and Tea, featuring our special guests, hosted by Andy Davis and N. Moffitt, a podcast for people who are passionate about making a difference at work. Welcome, everybody, to Leadership, the Future, and Tea, and today I'm joined by my very special guest, Beth on Connect Miller. Beth, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Andy? Oh, it's brilliant. Brilliant to speak to you. And we're also joined today by Ian. Hello, Andy. Hello, Beth. Beth, great to have you on the show. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh, we we can't wait. We're we're really privileged to have you on board. And uh, Beth, you're going to have to um, just sit there for a minute or so and uh, and just wait while I uh, give everybody a little bit of background on you, if that's okay. This is an amazing read through, people. So uh, bear with me on this one. Beth is a leadership development advisor, succession planning expert, executive coach, author and speaker. In 2006, Beth founded Executive Velocity as an outlet for her trademark enthusiasm and energy for assisting clients with their most valuable asset, their people. Through her proven approaches, she provides expert advice on leadership capabilities and builds succession plans for organisation continuity. Beth served as chair with Vistage, the most prestigious CEO and business owner peer advisory organisation in the world for 13 years. Beth has published an ebook, Are You Talent Obsessed? Unlocking the Secrets to a Workplace Team of Raving High Performance. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Beth, that is a collection, isn't it? <laughs> well, thank you, Andy. Oh, did I pronounce Vistage? Is it Vistage? Vistage? Oh, it's Vistage. It's Vistage. Right. Yeah, yep, correct. Right. I'm, yep. I'm going well today. I'm going well. <laughs> Listen, that's, that's an amazing background. And um, Beth, as we were just uh, talking before we press record, we we have wonderful people on like you on the show to come and share your knowledge and we're really grateful for taking the time to come and do that so thanks very much in advance oh you're entirely welcome i always love sharing my experiences and knowledge with other people that can can benefit in some way yeah I, and absolutely they will we we have a wonderful audience of people who uh who want to hear from really experienced uh, leaders, consultants, speakers, authors, people like yourself. Exactly. You fit that mould entirely. And we know that you're going to have some fantastic stories for us. And uh, if you can anonymise them and share them with us and tell them about what people are working on today and that kind of thing as we go through, it helps people people learn. And, And at heart, Beth, I'm sure that like you and like Ian, we get out of bed in the morning, we want to help people learn. That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 No, it's a it's a cool way of doing business, isn't it? It really is. So, so Beth, um, we, we always like starting off this podcast, uh, okay, uh, asking the same old question because we get we get such different answers, and I'm really looking forward to yours today. So today, just want to get get us started and say, who is your leadership role model and why? Oh gosh, you know, that's to me is is a hard one. Um, I would I'd, actually I'd probably say my mother. Um, she, you know, she, she had to lead four, four kids under the age of five and she did it with grace and dignity and, and empathy. And, um, you know, she, she was just a great role model for me growing up. So that's a wonderful answer, isn't it? Yeah. It's surprising. And isn't it how many people, um, give such great recollections of the family life and actually it's a parent or both parents that actually is the answer. And uh, I'm getting to the point, Beth, now that it's a 50-50 as to whether people come up with uh, a parent or actually a business leader on that one. So, um, yeah, wonderful answer. Love it. Love it. And, 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 I, and I love the fact, you know, lead, leaders develop leaders, right? That's you think right. about your parents and your own your own parenting experiences are really about getting people ready, you know. So, uh, no, great. 
great uh, yeah. great to share thank great. you yeah she was she was a and still is a great role model in fact she's in a retirement community right now and she told me that they want her to be vice president of wonderful um, the, oh brilliant the, you know the residence council <laughs> Oh, fantastic. <laughs> great. Fantastic. Beth, we, we know that you work uh, with a huge range of people, okay, uh, a huge range of leaders. And uh, and I just want you to kind of reflect on those people that you're privileged to work with. And just think about the, the key traits that you either see in leaders or you even look for in leaders. What What is it do you think is sticks out for you? I think the first thing is um, self-awareness that, you know, they they are aware of their strengths and their challenges. And um, then the other is is motivation that, you know, they're they're motivated to make adjustments if they need to yeah. um, in order to lead. So that kind of adaptability, I think, is is really important. Um, the, the other is listening skills. Oh, you know, they're, they're really good listeners. They're yeah. they're they ask really good questions and they they listen and um and ask for feedback from others yeah that's interesting beth do you think your answer would, would to that question would have changed if i've asked you a year ago um no i don't think so interesting no, no i think yeah i think all of those qualities um are a huge mm. for for now yeah um, leading leading through this the, these challenging times that yeah. you know, it's, it's having you know listening to to their employees, uh, making sure that their employees are are mentally well, yeah. and um, and that they're caring for them through their those listening skills that they have. Yeah, yeah and I I totally agree with you. Okay, my question about the year ago thing is is just to kind of draw out the fact that there are some of those traits that stand the test of time it doesn't matter what's actually going on in the world okay exactly. uh, and and that's that's the key point behind the question is that 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 skill of listening um wherever you wish to get to in your career mm -hmm. the, the best thing that you can do is really improve and hone your listening skills exactly. because because that is fundamental to whatever job you do and wherever you are in the world uh, and i think there's there's something great about that and i think you did you say self-awareness i'm sorry i'm yes. just desperate Thank you. Yes. Being self-aware, um, understanding your your strengths and your challenges, and yeah. then being motivated enough to um, to make adjustments. Yeah. You need to make adjustments as a yeah. leader. Which is a it's a, it's a, and it is a form of emotional intelligence, but more probably emotional maturity, isn't it? Yes, it it's is. definitely that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Self-awareness. I think. I think. The, the the whole situation and and we're we're, we're almost we're certainly sick of talking about it in the UK. They we continually go on about the new normal and the, the continuing pandemic, which is a terrible thing. But it's um, it really has shone a light on, on those more human empathetic skills. Now a lot of time on the podcast now, it, it's about that uh, humanity, that empathy, that listening skill come up time and time again. So. Yeah. So it's 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 really it's it's really amplified the need for it, I think, which is, you know, which is interesting. Yeah, very much. So. Just on that, just on that point, what are the because you, you you consult and you you know you coach and mentor many many people. What are you seeing? What are the main sort of challenges that you're currently assisting leaders with today? Um, their own energy, 
you know, they, mm. a lot of these, a lot of these folks, um, most of the companies I work with are small to mid-sized companies, privately yeah. held, yeah. and and so I'm working with the the business owners and the executives, and you know, their whole financial well-being is wrapped up in in the company for the most part, yeah. and yeah. It's, that's super stressful. And then on top of it, they they want to be caring for their employees as well, and what I work with the, the leaders on is to help them manage their energy. You know, you yeah. as a leader, you need to um, to be well emotionally and physically in order to care for others. It's the old adage of yeah. put the oxygen mask on first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing for leaders uh, today. And and so there are, you know, there's some easy things that leaders can do um, to help manage their energy and their their mental well-being. Um, one of them is just taking deep breaths. And yeah, take a minute. Yeah. Right. It just, you know, 30 minutes, uh, 30 minutes, 30 seconds of yeah. You know, yeah. taking those deep breaths in between activities. Um, you know, then it's finding some sort of physical outlet, whatever that is. You know, it, it could it could be just walking. Um, yeah, it could yeah. it could be actually, you know, instead of I'm I'm sitting right now, but oftentimes I will have my desk raised and standing. Very good. Uh, yeah. It's just uh, it's it's getting off your butt <laughs> and yeah, yeah. around and you know and getting some some exercise. So um, those those are some of the things that I I work with been working with leaders on more so than I have in the past. Wow, that that's just a real that's a real change, then, isn't it? It's a real change. And in terms of uh, what they're battling with, um, is there any particular uh, key theme of? I mean, we have many businesses are going through still survival mode, but is is there some some sort of key thing that they're working on within the business that you focus on as well? Um, I still I generally do not focus on you know the, the financial aspects yep. of yep. the business. Uh-huh. I'm really focused on the, the talent and the leadership. Brilliant. So it's 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 really about um, making sure that um, they are continuing to develop their their employees and um, making yeah. sure that they've got leaders in place for yeah. succession planning. That you know they've Brilliant. got got backup plans. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to use that as my nice segue into the next question. Then, okay, because. Um, uh, and again, I, I just want to reflect on that very point there. So are those leaders actually focusing enough on succession planning or is it still seem as a, as a nice to have? Yeah, um, unfortunately, many of them are not, mm. um, especially now. You know, they're 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 laser focused on, you know, results and performance and kind of the, the quarter to quarter versus yeah. looking out ahead. I mean, succession planning really is integrated with with business planning mm-hmm. and it needs to be an annual ongoing basis which integrates with with development and, yeah. and developing uh, your talent pool so um, there I, I see the the development going on but yeah. i don't see them looking forward in a strategic way of saying okay i've got this individual he or she has some gaps that we need to to fill in a matter of 18 months so that that individual is prepared to step into a a key position that we've identified 
um, that's that's where I because they don't, they're not identifying those those key positions. They've got key people, yeah, but they're they're not kind of looking at the organization as it needs to be two years from now. Yeah. They're looking at the organization today and not forward forward thinking. That sounds uh, a, 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 an excellent description of short term view versus right. long term view, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's a that's a shame. You mentioned something that's really interesting there, okay? Which I'm going to assume that a lot of people have never really considered the difference between, which is the key people and the key jobs. Yes. Uh, do you want to just give everybody a little masterclass on that? Because um, <laughs> that's something that me and Ian understand, okay? But I suspect a lot of people don't. Yeah, I mean, my, most companies that I work with, they they are focused on the people that they've got right now. Yeah. And um, and they don't they don't take a a blank sheet of paper mm -hmm. and design an organization that's going to meet their needs two or three years from now. Correct. And yeah. and the and really what you need to be doing is looking at okay, what what does my organization need to look like in order for us to be successful yeah. in getting to that that's strategic plan on that vision. So uh, I will walk them through and ask them questions mm. as it relates to to positions and, you know, how difficult is this position going to be to fill? You yeah. know, are there are there key um, skills and knowledge that that are really hard to find externally? Well, you know, is that something that you can grow internally? Yeah. Do you have enough time to grow it? Yeah. So th those are all the questions that that uh, we go through to to really define what are those key positions, and then you take a look at the people. Mm. And if there are people in those positions already, well, do they have the the competencies to be successful in two years in that position? Exactly. And, right. Yeah. And if if not, well, let's start developing them so yeah. so they can continue on. Um, and then, then it's looking at the entire pool of talent and identifying future leaders, Brilliant. those that are, are maybe subject matter experts, um, that they, they might be, you know, really low in the organization, but you want to identify who, who's got the potential to start building that, that leadership pipeline, get them in the, yeah. in the pipeline and start developing them. Yeah. And when you're talking to th these leaders about the positions, and, and I'm saying this because I'm, uh, you know, I want people to learn from this. When you're talking to them about the positions and you're asking them a stream of questions, are you constantly having to wrangle them away from giving the answers about the person that's currently in that position? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Very much yeah. so. It, it's, a, it's really hard. Yeah. And exactly. then the other thing that, that um, I find is that... Um, they they want to focus on like the executive team, mm. and it's like now there could be a key position down the ranks that holds the keys to you know some product or right. or program, and that's a key position. Yeah. Right. And you need to you need to understand how how to be able from a risk management standpoint backfill that person if for some reason you know the proverbial bus hits 
That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, and each I, I of those, love it each of those yeah. positions is each of those positions is a lot closer to the customer, right? Right. And a lot mm. closer to the customer and the market and where the money's made. Yeah. Yep. So. Exactly. Uh, I just ask people that are listening to this to really sit down after the the podcast and challenge themselves. Do they know which are the key positions in their organisation? And when you're thinking about that, please, listeners, do not think about the people currently in those positions. OK, think about the position and what that position is there to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're really struggling, then you can get an excellent consultant such as Beth to come have a discussion with you. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, that was brilliant. Thank you for that. Ian. Yeah, no, that's good. Now, um, Beth, I've been um, going through and we'll we'll put the link to these resources at the end of the show, as, as Andy said at the start. The, um, but a recent article, you talked about um, the, the need to support employees and their well-being critically during that re-entry to the workplace. Um, what are some of the successful ways you're, you've, you've seen this done in business recently? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, well first of all, um, it's it starts with communications that yeah. leaders need to be communicating on a more frequent basis now that, that we are not in the workplace. And that making sure that you have those kind of one-on-one conversations with individuals as well as, as team meetings. Um, try, try to make those team meetings fun at times because it get I mean, the, the Zoom fatigue is out there. And yeah, people, yeah. people, the last thing they want to do is now to get on a, another Zoom meeting. So uh, to, to make sure that it's fun, but also facilitate it in a way that there is some sort of icebreaker question that will help people to understand how everybody else is, is doing. Um, so that there's more of a team support versus versus that individual leader that's having to to support somebody. So that would be that's interesting. Yeah, that's that notion of distributed leadership, then, isn't it? That um, actually, if there's ten of us on a call and I'm the leader, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to lead absolutely everything. Exactly, and that I mean that's another another great way of of a leader managing his or her energy. Is you know if you've got a good team, leverage the people around you. Don't feel like you have to have all the solutions um, to the to the problems, um, and don't feel like you have to take on all all of the stress that the the team is is dealing with. You know, spread that around, but you have to be modeling, right? You, yeah. Just you can't you can't come into a meeting stressed out, um, yeah. right? Yeah. So you've you've got to start with with strength, but it's important to be vulnerable as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if there is something that's of concern, throw it out to the group. You know, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this situation. What ideas do do you folks have as it relates to that? Sure. Um, no, I. I- I think that I think that's so important that that you know people used to think that um, you could be vulnerable once you had trust, but there's right. some very good evidence now that actually showing vulnerability builds that trust. Yeah? Exactly. Because it's a natural human cycle. So I think it's it's really interesting we're seeing more of that now. Yes, exactly. But it t- it takes courage. 
If, mm, if you're not yeah. doing that, um, the first time that you try doing it, you know, you're shaking in your boots. You're like, is this going to work? Right? <laughs> and, and, and the fact of the matter is people want to help. That's it. Right? Yeah. I mean, most people want to help. And if you've got a team that doesn't want to help, well, you got the wrong team. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that program, you know, we, we are programmed to be social community creatures, you know, right. thousands and thousands of years. So I think that principle of I'm not quite sure how to solve this usually does uh, garner support and, and input as a result of those. So it's a it's a subtle, but it's a form of vulnerability. I think yes. it's so powerful. It is. Yeah, very much so. I just want to go back to uh, what you were talking about in terms of those leaders that uh, are probably struggling at the moment. And th this is in all different walks of life, all different sectors, etc. Um, you obviously, again, work with a whole pile of people. And if, if a leader's actually had that self-awareness, going back to what you said earlier on, to realise that they're struggling, that contacts you and says, hey, can you help? What, what's the first, what's the starting point for them, please? Well, um, I always start with, what do you want it your life to look like three months from now? What's the, what's the difference going to be? So you you know set a goal out there um, and and then figure out okay what are what are those roadblocks, whether it be emotionally physically that are are keeping you from that? Yeah. And then put a plan together, and and coach to the plan. Uh, it sounds sounds so simple to do, doesn't it? When you put it like that, it does sound simple. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not I, simple when you execute it. I know it's not. I know. And <laughs> so, so again, let's set out another challenge for our listeners and say, okay, so if you are actually struggling with any of that that we talked about so far, and if that um, that that kind of shared leadership that or the leadership where you think it's all on your shoulders, the arriving at the meeting stressed, etc., just Again, start by thinking about that very simple question of um, where do you want to be in three months' time? What's your target? Right. And uh, yeah, let's give that to people as another takeaway from today. And I like to I like to break it down um, into shorter increments. Mm. If, you know, um, it it would even be better if you say, okay, well, I've I want to want to be here in three months, but in the first month, this is what yeah. where I want to yeah. be. So. Right. Got it. There's um, small incremental steps versus thinking like your whole you're going to change your whole life in three months. That's not going to be. That's just yeah, not yeah. going to happen, right? Yeah, no, it's that's true. That's true. Um, I want to talk about your ebook if that's okay. Sure. Um, I've I've read a little bit of it. I'm, um, I've I've not yet made a start on it. I've got a huge reading pile at the moment sat next to my <laughs> uh, my sofa. Um, your book's there. Um, so. The, the bit that stuck out at me the, where I read the first few pages was about you, you mentioned this thing of a failure to develop talent is a failure to invest in the future of your organization. And yeah. I don't wish the, this to be a loaded question, OK, but I want to just understand what's your thoughts about self-development and the responsibility that every employee has to develop themselves? Well, uh, that's a, a good question, uh, Andy, because. Um, one of the things you, you asked me a question earlier about what are those things that you look for mm. in um, in leaders, and and one of them is the kind of that lifelong learner, that yeah. that that great leaders take ownership for their own development. They don't they don't wait for somebody to come to them and say, 
hey, you know, we want to develop you in, in whatever. Um, they take ownership for that. And in today's world, you there's so many resources online. I mean, back 20 years ago, we didn't have the resources like we do now. Yeah, that, exactly. that, you know, you you can self-develop and Absolutely. free or or very little money. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, um, employees should be taking ownership for their for their own development. Can, can we just talk about some of those resources, okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm 100 with you. I I don't know from a very early age realized that quite frankly. I might have had somebody in my organization called a career manager, but really it, it, it was my own career and my own responsibility. So I kind of ignored that that title and, and that <laughs> role. Um, and now, as you rightly say, there's so many resources. So let, just let's talk about a few just to make sure everybody knows. There's MOOCs, Massive Open Online Courses. Mm-hmm. And um, I signed up for a, a leadership course at Harvard Business School recently through a MOOC. Yep. Uh, amazing. There's yeah. uh, Linda. Yep. That's it. LinkedIn. Yep. Um, there's TEDx. Great, yep. great, yeah, great content. Short, um, yep. 15 minutes. You walk away some with some great ideas. Fantastic. Um, those those are all that that um, I will lead people to. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Udemy. Udemy. Big. I'm a big fan of Udemy. That's, uh-huh. that's one of my my favorites. And and you know it's anywhere from quite substantial multi uh, sort of stage modular courses to just simple really pointed bits you know and it's a massive diverse range so yeah i i usually set my challenge myself a challenge every year to learn some Mm -hmm. new thing on udemy right about christmas when i've had too much turkey right day (laughs) two of turkey it's it's time to learn a new language yeah (laughs) yeah so there are there's there's loads aren't the beth and and i'm sure that for each region or each country there's a different collection again um, and again, we, me and Ian, um, get to speak to one of our amazing contacts, uh, Dr. Julie Hodges up at Durham University, and mm-hmm. she's been on a podcast with us as well. And she has a whole collection of stuff on um, as MOOCs, and it's mm-hmm. called uh, Future Learn, uh, which is the portal here that you can access all of those stuff through. So we see it all over the place. And, and again, I, I think it's amazing the amount of time I've spent on Udemy con- consuming all of this free material. Right. The experts around the world have put together and I don't buy the reason or the excuse from people that a they can't get access and b it's expensive right exactly that's long gone it is it definitely is yeah yeah <laughs> Ian I'm going to hand over to you for the next one please yeah so I was um I know there's been there's been a vast amount of change right um and we can't we can't stop it, the, the fact that as we, we get through this and we will get through it, you know, globalization is going to still be there, right? It's still a force. Digitization is probably going to get accelerated because of it. So what what do you see as the kind of the, the, the big takeaway changes in leadership that's that's occurring now of COVID and post-COVID? What do you see? Well, I think um, I think one of the, the things is um, that leading leading from a distance that that I don't see us going back to work the way we did pre-COVID. Yeah. I really, I think, I think there's going to be a blend. I think there a lot of companies are already talking about, oh well, we'll we'll be in the office. Different teams will be in the office different days. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be in the office three out of the five days a week. 
Um, so there's there's understanding how to to lead in both those environments moving forward versus just one or the other. Uh, there was a technique that I heard recently called um, the virtual knock. And oh, the virtual okay. knock is, is basically um, the idea that if you, get a, if you get a call on your phone from one of your team members and you're not busy, you should pick up the phone and answer it, not text, mm -hmm. email, because there's, there's definitely, you know, a, a different context when you're talking to somebody. So it's, yeah. so, it's, so it's like going and sticking your head in the, the door of somebody's uh, workspace. Um, yeah, this yeah. is, and so there people have teams have norms now where they see a teammate calling, they're going to, they're going to answer the phone versus yeah. letting it go and then texting them back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, virtual knock. There you go. We, we take something away from this. I one love volume, it. Don't we? Yeah. I like it. I like on this, on this side of the Atlantic, I think that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. yeah that's it good. It is. <laughs> I, I have to say that I'm, 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 Teams is growing on me in many ways. And uh, I love the fact that when I look at my list of favorites, the people I most often ring on it, they've now got the little green tick next to them. Yes. And just straight away. Uh, what did that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah so, yours is always a red a red circle here, and I can never get hold of you. But um, yeah. for, other pe <laughs> for other people, they have a green tick next to them. And I know that effectively that means they're not in a meeting. They are sat there oh, with teams open in the background. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I know that I can press that button and I've got a, I don't know, 95% or more chance that they're going to answer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the tech is really helping with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Smart. But we haven't, I don't think anyone's, well, I haven't seen so far this perfecting, you know, how you kind of in the physical workspace, you, you might get up and you might stretch and you might go and get a cup of tea and you might meet some people and you end, you end up having a bit of a, a random conversation. You might spur on some ideas and creativity, these little kind of nano uh, interactions, you know, these right. collisions that lead to something. And right. I haven't, it's so difficult to, because you don't plan that, right? So no, how no. do you plan when you're remote with the schedule? How do you make that, right. how do you purposefully allow that to happen? That's, that's yeah. an interesting challenge, I think. I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it is. I, I think that there's that there's no great answers to those uh, impromptu collisions. Um, yeah. But I, I I think that the the access to tech that shows you when people are in and available, I think that actually is just the starting point of being able to pick up the phone. I, th I think that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, Beth, I just want to uh, look in terms of your own business expertise. Your own you are the leader of your own business. Okay, mm. we we all know that. Um, and again, I just want you to kind of give some words of wisdom to people that are probably struggling with their own business at the moment, or even for some of those people that during COVID have actually taken the brave step uh, of setting up their own business. Right. And I wonder if you've got any words of advice, encouragement or support for those people that are right now are in the thick of it, like you, yeah. trying to lead their own business. I think uh, one of the things that, that has helped me through this these challenging times is is my network. The people, yeah. you know, we've all kind of come together and supported each other. So, you know, having having that network, whether, um, you know, if you're a business owner, 
if you're yep. not in a peer group like a Vistage group or something, find, find something, um, some way of getting support from others. Um, I think that that's critical because it's, it's always nice to know that you're not the only one going through yeah. the challenges, right? Yeah, so, definitely. So that, would, that would definitely be one thing. So and it doesn't have to be a business owner. If you're, you know, if you're in HR, for instance, mm. uh, there's, there's a local group here that um, just started up spontaneously and we've been meeting um, for, for lunch once a right. week. And we don't, we don't have to be there every, t every yeah. week. We, yeah. you know, uh -huh. it, it's an open invitation. And, um, you know, we've, we've talked through a lot of challenges that we're all dealing with. Yeah, so for sure. It's, it's finding that kind of community that um, will, will help you, you know, get through those, those challenges. Yeah. I think that's some great advice there. And I'm going to pick on the word network um, because uh -huh. you, you mentioned this and you mentioned just a, a network there that has grown up uh, over, over lunch, which is phenomenal. Do you actively go out to grow your network or is it more of a passive growth? Um, it, it's active in the way that I um, reach out to those people that, that I am connected to mm -hmm. and, um, and, and ask for you know, referrals and references to various people that, that they know. Because if yeah. because if if they know me and they know my work, mm. I know that they're going to represent me to that yeah. that person that that they know. So yeah. um, you know, in fact, I've gotten two new clients in the last month through that that method. That's fantastic. Fantastic. And and just again, yeah. just to to help other people, uh, Beth, because some people still don't get this referral method. Okay. Right. Okay, that's exactly. so. For some, is they don't just understand the basics of it, and and quite literally, you're saying to people, "Hey, is there anybody that you could refer me to? Is there anybody that you think I could work with that's got right. similar values?" Is that how it works for you? Yeah, right. That you know, um, you know, it's usually a client that I'm yeah. asking. So you know, you know what I do. You know, I, I do I do coaching, I do assessments, mm -hmm. I do succession planning, and you know. Who do you know that um, could benefit from what I'm doing, or you've heard is having a challenge in this area? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, one of the the clients um, that I have, we we swap uh, referrals back and forth Wonderful. because we work yeah. in the same space, but they're they're marketing. Brilliant. And yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, so so you know the two of us share a lot so find you know find find some some advisor um consultant that um aligns with with the work you do or complements the work that you do sure. and um and, and that's a much easier way to to find new work than you know google ads or whatever yeah <laughs> Absolutely. And, and uh, thank you for explaining that. And I know, um, again, it might seem really basic for what you do because you're doing it on a daily basis with, with lots of people. Um, but again, though, for, for those people out there that are running their own business, uh, just being brave and just actually going out to your current client base, those people that you trust, those people that have had an amazing experience off you and just saying the words, hey, is there anybody that you can refer me to that I can work with that's, uh, again, 
in the same position as yourself? Can we talk? Um, that's really powerful. And I think equally, it builds trust between you and that person as well. Exactly. If they're prepared to do that for you, then you've already uh, achieved a, a level of trust that, that they are very comfortable with, haven't you? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, love it. Well, um, we, we're rapidly getting towards the end of our time, Beth. Okay. And oh, really? I, yeah, I, I know. I know. And we've got so much le- so much more to learn from you yet. Okay. Um, uh, um, we, we may do part two, right? We may have to come back to this in six months. Um, so, uh, and the, the last couple of questions, we, we, we love the answers on these because, again, it's like the first question. We, we get some amazing answers on this. So the first one I want to ask you is about what's your leadership legacy going to be? Yeah, so um, for me, it's it's really about um, helping those younger leaders or their, those emerging leaders um, get get to the point in their career where they're you know fully um, fully engaged and successful in what they're doing. That that to me is is what I want from from my leadership legacy. Love it, love it. Brilliant. You, you kind of summed up our podcast there, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe we might get there one day. But what a wonderful legacy you've got already. Um, that's incredible. And to help people further than what you've already helped them in the podcast, uh, what resources would you like to leave our listeners with, please, Beth? Well, um, my website, which is www.executive-velocity.com, I have loads of resources out there that are, are free for, for visitors. Um, there's assessments, hiring, uh, leadership development, and succession planning. So yeah. there's a lot out there. Um, there's also my, my book, Are You Town Obsessed, which is uh, both um, ebook as well as, as hard copy available on Amazon. And then finally, um, they can reach me on LinkedIn with at Beth Armconnect Miller. I'm the only Beth Armconnect Miller on LinkedIn. So. There you go. Won't get confused. Awesome. <laughs> There's no way they're going to get confused. No. no way at all. And <clears throat> can I just say that I've obviously been on your website. I've looked at that that section on resources. I was absolutely amazed, right? Yeah, I was very truly amazed. Deep, isn't it? It, it? It's incredible what you've put on there for people, for resources. Um, Again, for everybody that's listening to this, please, if you do nothing else, go and click and the links below on that website and go and access the resources section because it's astonishing what's on there. And uh, I'm sure that if you re- reach out to Beth and ask her some questions on it, she'd love to speak to you about uh, about those. So, so thank you for that. There's there's a great collection of anybody, whether you're a leader, whether you're a HR expert. There's there's something for everybody there, definitely. And I'm always and I'm always adding to to the the resources. I'm in the process of writing a book on succession planning. And so there's there's some resources I'm I'm going to be adding to my free my free resources that come from the, the book that I'm developing right now. Amazing. And uh, when's this book due out? Well probably the first half of next year. I'm trying to trying to get the, the draft ready for edit the, at year end. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well let let us know you when could, it's out. You've got to come back. Yeah, exactly. Got to come back and tell us about it. Right? There you go. Well, there's there's a deal. Um, (laughs) Once it's out, please come back. Please come and tell us all about it. Okay, we'd we'd love to hear more. I would. I'd love that. Thank you. Hey, that's wonderful. Okay, Um, we're there, Beth. That's it. I'm going to wrap up. It's been wonderful. I've really enjoyed both of you. 
You've been oh, wonderful. Yeah. And the time flies when you're having it fun. It really Can't does. Believe it. it really <laughs> does. Okay. Well, well, Beth on Connect Miller, thank you very much for being our special guest uh, today on Leadership the Future and Tea. You've shared some amazing knowledge there, and I really hope that people take the time to go away and ask themselves a few reflective questions that we've raised within the podcast. So thank you again, Beth. Well, thank you. Okay, thank thanks, so Ian. Much, and uh, thank thanks, everybody. You, Andy. For, thank you, Beth. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Leadership the Future and Tea. Uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast and the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership, the Future, and Tea. Please take time to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also leave us a comment with topics you'd like to hear in the upcoming episodes.